Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the podcast where we reevaluate bad films through a leftist perspective. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And uh, something's burning in our kitchen today because uh, we watched a real stinker. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, out of the frying pan and into the oven uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> Uh, continuing mobster month we have oh 2019's the kitchen yep um we haven't we haven't really done like a contemporary movie in a while I don't no think. we have not oh, we haven't done one from this year definitely um yeah. maybe the last one we've done from the last few years has been venom even i don't know is that accurate uh yeah i think the last movie that was like playing in theaters when we reviewed it was venom yeah i think, I think so because i think i think we released Jeez. the venom episode, episode right when it came out on dvd actually mm-hmm. um uh, no 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 i i had seen venom in, in theaters right right mm-hmm. but then we you saw it pretty late though while i was in theaters right yeah yeah i, th- I think it was like a um a budget theater or something mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah anyway it's anyway so, um, um I'd, I'd rather be watching venom than <laughs> this yeah this was an unfortunate one um you know thankfully mobster month is coming to a close here <laughs> i guess we do have to do one more film uh we got we, we have to see it through we we got we um right right when we think we're out they pull us back in <laughs> we have to see it through <laughs> i i am putting a moratorium though on theme months which you know granted yes. this was my idea so i have no one to blame but myself i think in in i was telling you i think we can do theme months in the future they just have to be kind of broader like um yeah like like a horror movie month would be fine because there's so many different types of horror movies yeah, even true. bad ones um, yeah the gangster genre is limited it really is um, the, what, the what genre the gangster genre it's just oh, yeah, limited yeah, ex- that's exactly what i was gonna say like how many stories can you tell like this it all comes back to to get you in the end that's kind of yeah it. and there's there's very few middle of the road you know gangster films i feel like mm-hmm. they're in the camp of like you know classics or just like utter fucking dreck like this film and and mobsters yeah um god what so the kitchen came out this year uh directed by andrea burloff um who was a screenwriter of World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, the Oliver Stone and, um, film. Yeah, and, and the Straight Outta Compton uh, NWA biopic. Um, apparently based on a Vertigo comic book um, series, which Vertigo is, um, it, it's kind of like in a state of limbo right now, but it, it has been DC's mature uh, label print um, for many years, going back to the 80s. Uh, and that series was written by Ollie Masters and Ming Doyle, or created by Ollie Masters and Ming Doyle, probably mm-hmm. art yeah. as well. Uh, Ollie Masters is the writer, and Ming Doyle is the artist. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that came out in what, like 2014? 2014, yeah. I think is uh, yeah. That's the publication date. Um, so yeah, very very weirdly fast tracked uh, series from publication to becoming a movie. What five years later? Right. I actually I had never heard of this comic book. Yes, yeah, um, I was really DC, surprised that they would, would adapt this just right away like that. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, like Vertigo, um, Vertigo titles have become kind of one-off movies on their own. Like, there's V for Vendetta is the most famous one, mm-hmm. but they also did um, History of Violence, true, um, which isn't which isn't Vertigo as far as I know. I'm going to do some of our research right now. Uh-huh. Um, but that was very. That was like released, I think, as a graphic novel. It's um, a graphic novel, yeah. History of violence. Yeah, but like it wasn't really, it wasn't serialized. It was just released. Oh, right. from the get go mm-hmm. as a graphic novel. Yes, that's correct. Um, 
but yeah that that and of course that's a much better crime movie than this yeah <laughs> than this thing even road to perdition like i don't even love that movie yep. um yep. but and, and that comic is way better than the actual movie but mm-hmm. even that is better than this um i did read history of violence it's not bad but i think the movie's better I, I yep, don't know if is, I've it read is Vertigo. Is it Vertigo? Is Vertigo? I don't know if I've read that one, actually. Um, Cronenberg hmm. um, does some like interesting character work that I, I think is just more a lot more believable in the movie. Um, the I forget his name, but the Viggo Mortensen character is just, he's a more complete person, and he, his his arc is kind of, it, it has more resonance, I think, in the movie. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, none of these characters in the kitchen have any resonance <laughs> exactly. at all. Um, yes. No characterization, and what characterization is there is mostly reactionary. Um, this is an incredibly super, reactionary super film. Reactionary. Yeah, <laughs> um, I have no idea what the comics like. If there's anything like this in the comic, but um, these people are all are all monsters. Um, the the worst of them are vindicated by the end of the movie. Um, like like thematically, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's such a mess. We have in. Um, Starting in the movie, we have Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, Elizabeth Moss, Dom Hunk Gleason, Brian Darcy, James Badgedale, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Bob, Bill Camp, Margot Martindale, and Common. Yep. This is the second film we've done with Common. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, and he was, he was um, I mean, spoiler alert, but he was kind of like a, he was a criminal in Suicide Squad, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that is... A bit of a spoiler because he actually plays an FBI agent um, who I goes mean, rogue, but it doesn't I mean, matter. If, That's if actually the big twist. You know that they're, <laughs> they're real criminals. So. <laughs> they are the real criminals. That's true. Um, that is one of the big twists of this fucking film uh, that this character that has like three lines and does absolutely nothing is actually like a Literally baddie. sits, sits down, <laughs> he walks does. around. Yeah, he stares at paperwork. Gets in one poorly staged fight. That's, That's it. really it. It's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this film um, was critically panned, 22% mm. tomato meter, 69, nice, percent audience score. Nice, nice. Um, That's high. It is high. That's really fucking high. <laughs> it's ridiculously high. That's a big disparity. Like, we, we usually get a disparity. Um, either either one, one number is obviously, like, right. much more of an outlier, um, but I can't... S- that that's kind of surprising that audiences would like this this much. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look who's in it. You know, I think uh, you do have talented actors and actresses. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, Tiffany Haddish is is great in other movies, not this one. Same mm-hmm. with literally everybody else. Like they're great in other movies. I actually read a lot of yeah. reviews that are like Margot Martindale steals every scene, and I was she, like, what so the fuck boring. are you talking like, about? <laughs> she was awful. Awful. Um, we can talk about the best line that she has in the movie later. Okay. Um, it's, it's ridiculous folks. Um, yeah, accordingly it did not make its um, budget back. Um, it only made 15.9 million against its budget of 38, um, which, which is to be expected and, and is really testing the limits of our like not, not critical or financial bomb movies in this show. Yeah. But- and I think it was released in August, which is traditionally a, a time where you just dump a movie that you know is going to be fucking right. terrible. Uh, yeah, kind of August, and I, th- I think like January, February is kind of like the kill zone right. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other end of the the year, basically after Oscar season, um, mm-hmm. or you know, right before and then right after Oscar season are, are kind of yeah those uh, those dump periods. 
also known as after Star Wars season um, at the, at this point, for <laughs> <laughs> after year zero of the new Star Wars age when Disney bought it. Yeah, um, we do have a review here from Angelica Jade Bastien. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if it's not. Um, she writes I for Vulture, um, which is the online. Uh, is that through New York Magazine? Vulture is their online like pop culture wing. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It is. Um, you read, and I will verify that. <laughs> no, it's true. You don't. Have to, it's fine. I, I got it right. Bastian writes: The kitchen's faux feminist angle isn't an isolated incident, but a symptom of a larger problem in a Hollywood landscape where filmmakers and executives are aware that audiences are hungry for representation of women's stories, but are widely unable to give us thoughtful considerations. Instead, feeling satisfied with the forgettable characterization of Ocean's 8 and on-the-nose fight scenes of Captain Marvel, set to no doubts, just a girl, no less. Noir, a genre marked by grit and grime and dark recesses, has the potential to offer a complex view of the anger and hunger lurking behind every American dream. But watching The Kitchen, I have expected every scene to end with a freeze-frame high-five or the woman yelling, girl power. That's how empty and trifling this film's depiction of its characters' relationships to power and to one another. And to one another actually seemed uh bang on yeah, yeah that, that's and it it's, <laughs> it's just very accurate um it was it was the best review i read um it was the only one that really talked about the the faux feminism angle um you know that's it's so obvious too mm, it's so obvious yeah i think just most people are dumb i mean i just think most yeah. reviewers are dumb and they don't actually yeah. they themselves don't understand feminism so Either they don't want to talk about it at all in their review or like they, right. they you know, are, are swept up by this kind of feminism and they actually liked it. <laughs> and I think like this is one of those things that is changing, but it's still kind of it's still kind of pervasive. Um, feminism is kind of a dirty word for a lot of I would say older people, um, a lot of normies like they like you, you ask your average, I guess, normie on the street like, oh, what, like, what does feminism mean to you? And there's a 50-50 chance um, if they'll say, oh, it's it's good, like, women's rights and everything, or if they'll say something like, oh, well, you know, it's good that women are equal, but, like, they, they feminists get too crazy and they burn bras. Like, that, that mm-hmm. there's still kind of a lingering sensibility of that, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, and I, I, not even just older generations, I think, like, even our own generation, we like to say that, you know, oh, the millennials are, you know, more progressive generation on a whole. But, right. you know, there, there have been studies that, no, that's not true. You know, I mean, we are, right. we are right. raised by an older generation that has older, you know, more reactionary politics. Like, there's a, there's a whole host of us who also have reactionary politics because that's how we were brought up. And uh, th- that's why I kind of amended like my my statement from not just older people, but kind of more. I, I use the term normies, but like um, they're they're wow. yeah canceled. <laughs> well, I was talking about like weird left, like normie from a weird left Twitter perspective, please. <laughs> but wow. Like, but yeah, I mean, generally generational distinctions like that are kind of um, they they hide the real issue. They hide they do a lot to hide one of the real issues, which is class class uh, stratification um which certainly plays a part in fomenting these reactionary politics and certainly plays a part in the movie the kitchen which we're ostensibly reviewing right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the class politics of this movie are are just fucking bonkers um i mean they don't think about it at all and you know these are these are working class gangsters so um well I, i will say they do think about it they just have such a surface level view and they take they take such the, the wrong conclusions to mm-hmm. the problems presented. Um, they, they do think about it because it, it's about 
on the surface, like women's empowerment in, in, in one of the lanes that that deals with is like financial independence. Yeah, it's ostensibly there. So I guess um, a little bit of background uh, just to set up the plot here. Like we said, it's a period piece. Uh, it's in the 70s. It's in Hell's Kitchen, New York, which is, you know, a little uptown um, New York. Traditionally, uh, a lot of Irish Americans lived there. Uh, this film is about the Irish mob. Um, that's also partially why I chose it. I was like, this time it's not about the Italian mob. So, <laughs> okay, we have something, some diversity here. Uh, but even then, um, they, they do show up later. They do, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's these three dudes who were low-level gangsters. For the life of me, I could, could not tell you their names right now. No, I, they all look the same, too, except the one guy. All, Melissa McCarthy's husband looked different because he had hair. And the other two, like he, yeah. he had like more distinctive hair mm-hmm. and the other two looked exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has, he had curly hair, whereas the other guys just had the same kind of like slicked back uh, or parted to the side look. Yeah. All these fucking Irish look the same. And I can <laughs> say that cause I'm, my, my heritage is one quarter. Oh, really? Irish, oh so, I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. That's fine with you. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, they get, um, they get busted during an attempted holdup of a liquor store, um, and then they one of the worst it. like scenes in the film too like just so, so poorly shot so like makes no sense there, and there's like this like very modern and out of place like beat to the soundtrack mm. um yeah that, yeah that really didn't fit with the aesthetic that they were going for um the soundtrack that, was of, off in general well the score and off. then the, the soundtrack is score, also terrible yeah. but um yeah no the score is off it doesn't it doesn't really fit at all yeah, um, but they get thrown in jail, and and they emphasize the point they're going to jail for three years. Like that, that that's mentioned specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the court arraignment scene, they they're wearing these awful gaudy suits. Yeah, and um, one of them, I forget, it's one of the ones that look just like the other one. So I, I forget who who it even is. But like sure. he's wearing the the Arthur Fleck Joker suit. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's wearing like that that like mauve like jelly color. It's yeah, so, it is incredible. Uh, the, their, Which, their and, court and, appearance suits are great and that's my big hot take for the episode that this movie takes place in the joker extended cinematic universe um <laughs> b- because that movie takes place in 1981 right and this movie takes place two or three years before yeah and it's about the mob and, and everything and like canonically in dc comics um gotham city and new york city coexist mm-hmm. so like this is just the new york city um opposite arthur flex gotham right and there are mobsters mm-hmm. in the in the Batman universe. There's the the Falcone family. The Falcones and the um and uh, Marconi family is the dueling the dueling crime families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Falcone anyway, and Marconi. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> it's the best they could come up with. Two names that rhyme. Great. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so they they go to jail, and then their wives were. Even the way that the the wives were introduced, like yeah, mm-hmm. very disconnected, very very poorly uh, presented. Um, but apparently, they know each other. Right. They talk to each other after the courtroom scene, and we're supposed to infer that they were already friends or already knew each other. But like, we have no no presentation of that, no setup. Oh no, none at all. I mean, the the movie starts by introducing all three of them separately. While yeah. the uh, the song "This Is a Man's World" plays, uh, yeah, we get it. <laughs> and at first, I was like, you know what? Fine, whatever. Gangster movies are super obvious. Yeah. And then, obvious. like it, the rest of this movie happened, yeah. and I was like, no, I can't. I can't excuse it. I can't excuse yeah, it anymore. I, 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 I roll my eyes in in retrospect, but um, but yeah, they the 
their problem now is like all all three of them were just homemakers and they they have little they have no work experience they have no like practical skills um and they they mentioned that they are going to get paid kind of like kickback from the mob mm-hmm. um because of their husband's years of service uh but it's not enough and th- this is kind of vague like they kind of conflate the the mobsters saying it's not enough money and also like we just don't want to give it to you right um and I, I guess like that kind of ambiguity kind of plays into the theme of of women's financial dependence of the era um where it's kind of like it's kind of systematic but it's also kind of just due to prejudice um but yeah that that wasn't made clear and i thought it was kind of sloppy well that's the problem with this film in general um it's really just about the personal prejudices i mean really there's not, there's not much of the the systematic you know mm-hmm. patriarchal mm-hmm. oppression um you know portrayed at all in this film yep. um yep. it's just like the husbands are mean uh the other you know um higher up irish gangsters are just mean and and, and oafish um yep. and and so on and so forth with literally it's, everybody in their lives it, it does the classical neoliberal sin of attributing to personal demons like like you were saying uh what really are systematic systematic and structural uh, problems mm-hmm and it um, also just like it, you know, it onloads it all to working class people, right? Yes, it's just like yes. the working class people are fucking scum, uh, yep. and you rise above that by also being scum. Yeah, yeah. You, um, your ability to hustle and your success uh, vindicates you in the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and is proof of con- is is proof that you're better than the other people who who didn't do that who, or who can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we were saying, the, the three main characters, um, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Moss, and Tiffany Haddish, um, their husbands are all presented, um, I guess like Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss, is char- their, their husbands are kind of interchangeable, like they're abusive, yeah. they're, um, they're utterly loathsome characters, <laughs> just like no redeeming, no redeeming qualities. No, really none whatsoever. Um, there, there is more nuance with Melissa McCarthy's relationship because her husband is portrayed as like, he's loving and he has a decent relationship with his kids with, with, with their kids. Right. Um, which, which does get kind of turned on its head at the end, but at least initially, um, she has the definitely the most stable relationship of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess towards the end of the movie, um, as we get to, you know, delve more into his character, I mean, I guess his sin is that he's kind of cowardly, you know, I, I mean, I guess it's also yeah. that he doesn't want women to have power, but it's mostly just like, he's kind of a coward and doesn't want to stick up for her. It's, it's really poorly defined. I think the, I think the attempt was to show like a more nuanced, soft version of sexism. Like, um, like, Oh, I, I love my wife and I'm there for her, but like she has to remember her place. Cause I know my place too. I, I think it was an attempt to do that and just came across really, um, awkwardly. Yeah. Especially, I mean, his character and all three of the husbands are gone for the majority of the film. And so, right. And that, that, I guess that brings us back to the plot because, um, we do get a flash forward at once. At one point it jumps forward to 1979. Um, and this is after the wives have kind of basically just, it's, it's so, it's so weird and it comes out of nowhere. Um, for, for the supposed plot of the film, it really comes out of nowhere. Like how they just start being mobsters. Yeah. They like start their own family within the larger umbrella of the Irish mob in Hell's Kitchen, 
and they just start doing mob shit yeah for a year yeah mostly just it's, protection money um that kind of a- aspect of racketeering um, yeah and they, they get um melissa mccarthy's her her two like big beefy her her two large irish <laughs> son her two large <laughs> irish son like cousins yeah cousins i think, I think so um, duffy and then, i forget the other guy's name I just imagine that they were the, the fathers of like the, the guys from the boondock saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, so, and they focus specifically on institutions and businesses uh, that were not being protected by the Irish mob, um, by the um, head boss, uh, little, little Jackie, little Jackie. Yeah. Um, like, it Oh, was, and, and also, Put it in Little Jackie's, the, like the power behind the throne was his mother. Um, God, what was her name? Helen O'Carroll. Hel- yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she, I think she's not his mother because she's Ruby's mother-in-law. She, she, she's Tiffany Haddish's mother-in-law. Yeah, so I think Little Jackie is related to her. I just don't know what it is. A nephew They're maybe. They're Irish, they Yeah, they are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm glad it's, it's self-hating. I'm yeah. allowed to say it. No, it's, I, I'm glad you're, you're here because we couldn't say it without you. <laughs> I mean, Hey, we, we, we have like mob movies covered between Irish heritage and Italian heritage. Like that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right? That's, we can only do those types. <laughs> we can't branch out any further. Can't do any, uh, John Woo. Oh, sh- shout out to John Woo. Who's also took this week to shit on Marvel movies. Yeah, that's um, right. I guess we could do like a triad movie but we don't want to go there Mm-mm. no um, and all his movies are good so i i meant more like my, my my mind was like okay italian and irish mobsters what else is there oh i guess there's like yakuza and triads mm-hmm. and triads he did like the he did uh the tequila what's the tequila movie he did the character tequila mm. cheyenne fat I don't know. He he drink yeah whatever. I'm not sure what that is it a newer one? Is it when No, it's like it's like his best known movie. Cheyenne Fett has two pistols and there's that scene in the hospital that tracking shot in the mm. hospital. Yeah, that's uh that's hard boiled. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Tequila, what that's not the character's name. That's the character he he slams tequila. Does he? Oh I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Like when he's introduced, he 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 orders tequila and like he shakes it and he slams it and then he shoots it. Oh really? Hmm. I have to rewatch anyway. that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's actually, I, I thought of doing uh, one of the Yakuza films. I actually thought of doing was I think it's called The Outsider. It's the Jared Leto Yakuza movie that was a Netflix original. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought about it now, for a second. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I, no, it looks too. Maybe terrible. for ne- maybe for next year's mobster. Oh my god! No, we're not doing it. We can't. <laughs> yeah. It could be a one-off. We can do it some month uh, if we'll we run to. out of shit. But <laughs> we're never gonna run out of shit. We're gonna be doing the shit. Right up until the water wars. Um, anyway, back to the kitchen. Um, oh yeah, so there's little Jackie. He he runs the Irish mob, and then his his, I think it's like his aunt or something. Yeah, let's just say it's his aunt. Yeah, but also notably Tiffany Haddish's mother-in-law. Um, mm-hmm. So they, the girls, kind of like yeah, they they kind of do become like their own their own um, crew within the family. Right. Yeah, they're kind and, of a splinter cell. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, they get the, the two, uh, large Irish cousins, uh, and then, uh, yeah, oh, just, and then they just, get Don Hawk Gleason. He shows up. Yeah. That's a little later. Uh, we are skipping ahead with that, but he is, sure. um, he does, uh, become their main enforcer, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Um, my favorite moment with Margot Martindale in this movie 
is actually I think it's when little Jackie is introduced. It's after the courtroom scene. They're all mm-hmm. in the bar and they're all crowded around Margot Martindale and she's like she's trying to rouse their spirits or something and she's right. like someone says something dumb and she's like, Oh, what are you like Joseph from the Bible? Yes. And then she's like, you know what happened to Joseph in the Bible? And they're like, no. And she's like, nothing. He's never mentioned again. You don't want to be like Joseph. And just like, it made no fucking sense. It's like, I I think that would, that sounded like something that was lifted verbatim from the comic. I imagine probably. And it, it, it's one of those elaborate kind of like quote unquote folksy metaphors that like, looks better in print but the second you think about it for half a like for half a minute it it just falls apart yeah um that was a lot of her dialogue honestly yeah yeah it's just like oh that this this frail old woman but like she she's the real power and the real threat behind everything um like they they were kind of do like a a tony soprano's mother thing yeah soprano Mm -hmm. but it, it just did not come across whatsoever no you know and they and they use margaret martindale because she is that character in the show justified you know, she's uh, the... Yes, that's where she's from. Yeah. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of where she was from. I've, I'm blanking on the family name. Um, The the Dewey Cock? What's no, the, it's not the Crows. It's not Dewey the Crow. Dewey Crow. No. Um, yeah, it's the other but guy. But yeah, she, she, she's like a family of like like bootleggers from like... like That's her family's mm-hmm. heritage and everything. And, and, and she is like a crime boss, but she's like... The, the kind of a good guy and she like has a has a working relationship with the, with the cops in that show yeah no it's um that season's great i believe that's the second season of the show um she's a great big yeah. bad and and uh yeah right yeah it's um watch justified don't watch this watch justified <laughs> watch justified <laughs> um but yeah so we we have kind of a primary and inter- in secondary antagonist set up um and then the 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 girls they keep they keep stepping on the toes of like the of little Jackie, and he's like, "You you got to stop it. I'm not going to repeat myself. Like, lock your doors. Like, blah, 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 like threatening them." And he threatens the cousins, and the cousins have to quit. Um, and then he tries to to rape Elizabeth Moss yeah. mm-hmm. in an alleyway. Yeah, like and it next is to her so apartment. so out of nowhere and so like. I don't know. It 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 really it was really distasteful. It was. Um, yeah. Like like I'm I'm not gonna come out and say that like sexual assault is inappropriate in every movie because it can be handled well and it can be handled tastefully and especially especially if, if the themes of the movie warrant it. But it 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 was just used for such cheap shock value. Oh, hundred percent. Um, yep. In that's in the biggest stent, problem. In, in a movie that's supposedly about feminism and women's empowerment, that really came as bad yeah (laughs) no it was bad it was also like one of the few instances of like slow motion yes and it was just like everything about it the way it was like composed the shot like everything about it it. horribly yeah it was really just um yeah in in poor taste um and um just yeah and we don't know anything about the little jackie character like does it make sense for this character to be doing this like that was such a thing that moment was probably pulled straight from the comic. Probably. And little Jackie in the comic was probably more of an established presence and more of a direct threat. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Not not that I even like necessarily want to read the comic now, but like I I would be curious as to how much of a presence he was built up. And then he was probably killed off halfway through the comic, as opposed to like in the first right. thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think what's 
even more distasteful um, the shock value of Elizabeth Moss's character is the character he does it to, and she's the character who's probably the most vulnerable. And like she, Definitely, she's yeah. like a vi- yeah. a victim of uh, domestic abuse. Her her husband's the one who's w- way more physically abusive, and, and right, at right. least when we see, I, I'm not sure. I would probably say sure. uh, Tiffany Haddish's character Ruby, her husband's probably also an abusive asshole um, in terms of emotional and physical. But we only see Elizabeth Moss get beat up in the first five minutes of the movie. Um, yeah. So it's like it's it, it was that it's piling on that shock value, right? It's like oh, it's it's done to this character. It's this kind yep. of scene. It's you know, but what's especially crazy is like the way it ends. Yes, um, and again the shock value of that. Yeah. So little, little Jackie is about to rape her, and then we hear a bang and blood splatters over on, onto Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss like hair, and she looks up, and Dom Gleason's standing there with a smoking gun. And he's just he's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> just like Yeah. He 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 just caps this guy in the head, and the blood splatters all over her, and he, he's just like, Hey, like, are you okay? Yep. This and, character and then, we've then, never heard of, and never cuts, mentioned. And that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extremely poorly edited. And like this is the biggest sin of the movie, in my opinion, is um not the biggest. It, it's the most obvious. <laughs> I was say, really? It's just it's, the editing. It's, is it's the most obvious <laughs> on, on the surface sin of the movie. Um, it's it, it just how poorly it's edited. Um, yeah. And when we talk about film editing, we talk about like, you know, what what footage you choose to present in a scene, what what footage you choose to to make up a scene, um, when you choose to have your cuts, how you choose to cut it. That's an art unto itself. And editing can make or break a movie. Um, in nowhere is that more clearly displayed than the kitchen yeah no it, it broke this movie i mean it's just it's broken bullshit it's it's some mm-hmm. of the worst editing i've seen in in quite some time mm-hmm. um you know not only this scene but um one of the earlier scenes a scene that probably should have had more heft to it the the robbery scene when you know the three husbands yes. go to jail there's yes. there's like nothing in that scene it's like five shots maybe well it's a shit ton of shots obviously because like that's modern hollywood editing is like you just throw a right. billion fucking shots in there but it's like it's not they didn't think of which shots to use they didn't like they didn't yep. make it interesting um even just like the 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 compositions and and the blocking of the actors like it's just awkward there were a few shots in that scene. It, it felt like the, the cameraman was like standing behind liquor, liquor store shelves mm. and kind of like shooting over them or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it was so cluttered and I don't know. Yeah. Bunch of crap. And then, um, Dom Gleason and, and Elizabeth Moss, they kind of strike up a relationship because he is presented as, um, basically a crazy Vietnam veteran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is presented as like, it, it, it's presented as like she she's flourishing and coming into her own and she develops she develops a taste for the violence like she she likes take like doing hits herself she starts to kill people herself and her first hit is uh probably one of the most reactionary parts of this movie oh my yeah. god yeah yeah um so even before she's almost sexually assaulted by little jackie there's a right. scene where um, she's like, well, uh, after my husband goes to jail, I'm going to just go volunteer at the church and that's no, going to be I, my I life. Think, I think she was at the soup kitchen because she didn't have anything else to eat. Well, no, she, it's kind of, I think it was kind of both cause she says she's going to sure. volunteer yeah. and yeah, right. she probably also, I mean, gets a meal out of it. Um, 
but yeah, so she's in the basement of the church. She's it's a soup kitchen. There's homeless people. Um, there's one homeless man who is clearly um, inebriated, and the priest, uh, um, you know, is kind of. Uh, uh, one of those more conservative uh, old school priests. And he's like, oh, if you're stoned, you know, no food. And he kicks the homeless person out. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Moss, because she's a good person, gives this guy some food. Um, mm-hmm. And then two seconds later, when Elizabeth Moss is supposed to bring some books into the priest's office, um, that homeless man, that same homeless man who she just gave food, is like trying to steal something um, mm-hmm. from the priest's office. And she's like, what are you doing? And then he like immediately just like rushes her and beats the shit out of her. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, we don't even see that. Yeah, no, like, right, like not, yeah. not that we want to see this poor, horribly abused character get, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, luxuriate over, like, actual depictions of beatings. But, like, again, with the editing, he, he looks up. She's like, you should get out of here. And he runs at her. And then it cuts to black. Yeah. And, like, we hear a sound effect. It's like a cartoon. It is. We hear a sound effect. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like comedic editing. Yeah. And then it cuts. You know, yeah, like, it's. Because we, we cut to black, we hear the sound effect, and then um, when it cuts back in, th- she's leaving the hospital with with um, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish, and just like, yep, like he he, I got stitches, and it it is like comedic editing, and it, it's completely totally off. Yeah, and she says something like, um, "He knew to do that to me because I was weak or something like that so yeah she has this this thing like oh I'm, I'm so weak I, I always say thank you and I always like bow and scrape and I, I need to seize I need to seize my agency so I guess that justifies my mob my mob business yeah no it's uh, it's um, just really misplaced um, I think there is maybe something that can be done with this character more than any other character in this movie. Um, yeah. Like I can see yeah. this subplot maybe being good in the comic and maybe even mm-hmm. it could be its own movie. Um, e- even, even the introduction of Dom Hall Gleason's character um, that could be done well. And I imagine is done better in the comic if, if, if they allude to him and kind of set him up before he just right. like literally just enters the scene with a bang. But like I don't know, yeah, just not not well done. No, not good, folks. Not, not good. good. <laughs> um, I think fan theory here. Uh, Don Don Hall Gleason. He um, I'll I'll save that fan theory for for a little bit later because okay. it it involves stuff that we haven't covered yet. Yeah, well, um, you got to set it up. Unlike this film that doesn't set a single thing up, you just set my. my my off-the-cuff headcanon bullshit fan theory is, is better yeah. set up than this movie. Chekhov's theory. That's... Chekhov's... Yeah. Um, so what happens next? Chekhov's like, hot take, actually. That's that's better. <laughs> that's good. So they, 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 they start becoming successful, and then Little Jackie is killed, so like they, they seize power within the, within the Irish mob for the mm. whole neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, they basically become the mob bosses. Um, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the mother-in-law... Helen O'Carroll is knocked off. Tiffany Haddish murders her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a, push- a pretty good scene. I like that one. If yeah, we have to she, say something um, nice about this film. <laughs> yeah. she, so she's like, oh, let's, let's go out for dinner. My, my husband's getting out of prison soon. And so they, they go walk in. And then um, once they get to the restaurant, um, Tiff, Tiffany's like, oh, after you. And, and then she walks down the stairs and she's like, you fucking idiot. The 
the restaurant's closed today. And then she pushes it down the stairs and breaks her neck. Yeah. And then Tiffany Haddish says, you're the fucking idiot. Restaurants are closed on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it did give me some nostalgia. So that area, it looks a lot like um, kind of around the Times Square area, which makes sense because Hell's Kitchen is a little bit like above Times Square, I think. So sure. it looked like a lot of the restaurants that I remember going to as a kid after like seeing a Broadway show. Um, you hey. know, they, they like you have to like go down a few steps. It's kind of like these. Mm-hmm. They look like brownstone buildings, but in kind of yep. almost in the basement is these you know really fancy restaurants. Um, yep. But for the most part, they're restaurants like that. Celebrity chefs have um, like Lydia from Lydia's Kitchen that you know just yep. like people from the suburbs love to go to, um, like my family. I mean, it, that's like, that's, we wouldn't go to like real restaurants. We would just go to the tourist trap stuff. Like, uh, like, of course. like Carmine's, like that's another big <laughs> fucking yes. tourist trap, you know, now owned by like a mega conglomerate. Like it was maybe once actually a family business, but no more. Yeah. Um, I don't know, folks, I, I have little experience in New York city, so I can't really speak to it. Yeah. I mean, all, I think all your experiences are just with me in New York city. <laughs> I, I had, I had been to New York a couple times before. Okay that but like, those don't yeah, count the, those don't count, yeah, those don't count. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get the true flavor of the of the italy of the italian uh, heritage there yeah and we you know unfortunately i don't think we ever went to little italy yeah no, no. we kind of stuck around the west village um we yeah we did we did hang out in times square once i think i think we yeah i think we went through um just for the hell we were of trying it. to we were trying to go to the guy fieri restaurant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that would have been around the time that that uh, that like scathing review came out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's that's why we tried to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think well, and the bus as the bus you took was somewhere near Times Square as well. Like more. Yeah, or less. it was, it was yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in Midtown. Um, the kitchen, folks. That's the kitchen. <laughs> this this movie. Um, um, I mean, not so really. Not a lot happens in this movie. It's mostly just like it's a lot of montages of them like shaking down people for money mm-hmm. um elizabeth doing the, moss doing, doing some stuff yeah some stuff right it really you know it is it's um elizabeth moss and and dumb Hugleason become a couple and they move in together yeah um and they start doing she, hits together or, yeah they're doing hits together they, they kind of have like a bonnie and clyde thing um we do hear oh oh uh the <laughs> we get we do get some Italian American representation in this movie. Oh right, the, yes. The, this is one of the, the bigger um, plot beats, I guess. Yeah, the established mob is introduced. Um, yeah. The, the Italian the Italians from Brooklyn. Yes. Um, it the presentation of them is so weird because like they they request a sit down and they get the sit down and they they establish a working relationship with um, with the Irish mob as as represented by the the, the trio of girls. Um, but like they're never really set up as a threat. They're almost like the the protective older older sibling organization yeah. to the Irish mob. They, they it's it's kind of like the Irish mob is like the interns of the of the Italian mobs because <laughs> they're, they're pre- mobsters. They're they're presented as like um just like the c- calm, cool, consummate professionals, and they they help out and work with the Irish mob. Yeah, and there's no tension whatsoever. No, it's a very paternalistic relationship. It really is. Um, it's like, oh, you don't want to do that. Like, you want to do this instead. Um, that's yeah. a bad idea. That'll get you killed. You should do this thing that, you know, is the more established mob thing that we do. Um, and I guess the way that that's introduced is because the, the Irish mob um, steals 
the protection racket for the for the the Jewish Hasidic. Oh yeah, that, that's like right. right. Yeah, because the, then they're, they're in the construction business. The 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 Jewish mafia, the the lead, the lead. I guess the leading community member of 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 the Jewish people. He he is interested in expanding into Hell's Kitchen. Right. And um and and they force him to use the union labor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because which is some more class aspects to this movie. The the tension between Melissa McCarthy and her her union but like very straight and narrow father. Yeah. And talk about, um, you know, it's the th- bullshit. <laughs> talk <laughs> about reactionary bullshit, which is the theme of this film. Um, my favorite, there's two, well, it's two of my favorite conversations between them. So the majority of conversations between them is like, most of McCarthy's like, Hey, I'm trying to do this thing. And her father's like, I don't want your fucking money. I don't want you to like be a mobster. I've always told you to go on the straight and narrow. That was your husband's thing, but you shouldn't be like him. Um, it's bad enough that you've profited off this your whole life, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then there's the scene where I think it's when the union's like, Oh, we, we like, we've been out of work for so long, but we got a five-year contract now. We owe it all to this dame. And they bring out Melissa McCarthy and she's like, Hey, thank you. And then, and then one of the guy offers to buy her a beer. Is that this? I think it's that. Thinking? Yeah, I could. I th- is it? I'm. It might be. So what happens is, you know, her father's like railing against her lifestyle again, right. and then she, in a moment of you know asserting her agency, she rails against his lifestyle. But like what she says is incredibly reactionary. She's like, "Oh, yes. you didn't move. You, you're the reason why this is that scene. We yep. adopted yep. this lifestyle because yep. you kept us in Hell's Kitchen. You kept us here. You didn't move us out to the. You suburbs. didn't move us out of the suburbs because you knew yep. you'd be a little fish in a big pond." Whereas like yep. here you're like a somebody or something like that. Because like, but she even says something like, because you would just be some Mick in the suburbs. It's like, yes, I wouldn't, I, I also wouldn't want to move to the suburbs. Like if I was, it's, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm giving this film way too much credit, but like, I, I guess it makes sense coming from her character's perspective in, in the time when, she, when that conversation would have happened in real life. Like that was when white flight was going on. That was when the move to the suburbs was seen as doing the the socially and fiscally responsible thing for your family. Right. Mm-hmm. But so like it it within the verisimilitude of what's being presented, it makes sense. But the problem is the film vindicates that attitude right. by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That's the, and that's the problem with all of the reactionary sentiments yes. in this film is yes. that they're entirely vindicated. Um, yes. They're they're the perfectly sane. Uh, you know. Um, opinions and politics to have um Mm -hmm. if if you're if you think otherwise um you better just get on board which like her father does get on board with with her her by the reactionary worldview um i don't do we want to skip ahead and talk about that or i don't know well is there any skipping ahead in this terrible movie (laughs) we we were introducing the italians because the the italians Mm -hmm. were the ones who who let them know that their husbands are getting out of jail uh, two years two years early yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's another reason that I just the, the dates stick in my mind because like the, the time period was such a was so harped upon so much um, so the husbands get out um, and at this point um, Elizabeth Moss is living with Dom Hugleason and her piece of shit husband finds out and he's he's pissed uh, Tiffany Haddish's husband um, finds out that his mom is dead um, I, I think he connects the dots at that point that like she yeah. did it um, but he just leaves 
Um, and then Melissa McCarthy's husband comes back in and they, they kind of try to go back to normal, um, normal family life. Um, and Elizabeth Moss, her ex tries to attack her in her new place, but she shoots him. Right. Um, well, what happens is the, the Italians tell them, Hey, um, we heard at, we were at the strip club and we heard that somebody put a hit on all of you women. And the character who delivers that dialogue reminds me of one of your cousins <laughs> here, here t- who, who shall go unnamed. <laughs> but he's just like, you know, I, I was just at the, the titty bar with Tony, you, you know, just try to look at some boobies or something. <laughs> and then they, and then one of the girls, maybe Tiffany Haddish says something about the Italians and he's like, actually I'm Greek on my mother's side. <laughs> <laughs> just like goes in. Actually. Yeah. I'm only half Italian. I'm Greek on my mother's side. <laughs> In the mob boss, whatever he's, he's like, not right now. He, he he's a low level associate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like embarrassed of him. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, there's a hit put upon their heads, twenty five thousand each, so seventy five thousand uh, right. hit dollar they, hit. They're they're able to, in in a touching example of, of Cheryl Sandberg uh, mindset. They're able to outbid that. Yes, and they're able to buy off the Italian's mm-hmm. loyalty for a hundred. Hundred, hundred, yeah, yeah I think that's what it was. Um, so, um, yeah, but the one, the one who put out that hit was uh, Tiffany Haddish's husband, right? Because at this point, Elizabeth Moss, Moss's husband is already dead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did say that. Yeah, they. I think the Italians say in that scene, like, "Oh, it was your husband who did it?" Yep. No, that they, they they directly say that, and um, they also implicate uh, Melissa McCarthy's uh, fail son cousins from earlier. Yes, because like they were the ones that were going to be carrying out the hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least one of them, not both, because I think no, maybe Bo- you know, it's no, both. No, yeah, it, it, it's both. That's of right. Them they live and, until the end, until and a younger cousin too, who's right, only nineteen. Right. Impor- importantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the bald one, then like the one who's like in his twenties, then the one who's like nineteen. Yeah. No, there, there's the bald one, the one with like gray hair who is killed in the toilet. Oh, the toilet one. Okay, so there's like four yeah. of them actually. No, there's three. There, there's the bald one, toilet one, and fail son kid there's another one who's like barely in the movie but he's also one of the low level irish gangster guys i think i'm not sure if he gets killed in that montage though i can't remember yeah i thought there was only two of them but um yeah anyway so so they're knocked off but most mccarthy is like don't kill what's the younger kid colin Colin. yeah don't kill colin he's just a kid he's still figuring his shit out like he's only 19 uh which of course proves fatal because colin is the one who does successfully carry out the hit on Elizabeth Moss. She gets shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, she's uh, in bed with Domhnall Gleeson's character Gabriel one night, and there's uh, someone just breaks into their apartment. Um, they both pull their guns, but she's quicker, and she shoots uh, the intruder uh, and, and ostensibly kills the intruder. They're like, oh, it was Colin. Oh, my God, I can't believe it was Colin. Uh, then mm-hmm. she, I, I don't know if they embrace or something at this point, um she turns her back she on turns him. her back on him and then pow another uh shot goes off you're like what happened and and uh colin was able to i guess shoot her um like he wasn't dead yeah he wasn't dead he shot her like in the neck yeah. i think some some wound that caused her to die slowly yeah, a fatal wound causes her to die slowly um gabriel Donald gleason just shoots colin a few more times i think in the face even he just he empties his clip into yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, then they have a funeral. They um, do have a funeral. There's a few funerals in this movie. 
Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, mobsters. They guess they get knocked off, and they're all, they're all Catholic, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh yeah, Common shows back up. He's staking out this funeral for no reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, for a reason. For but a reason. It's a really contrived reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so Common and there's another guy. They're both FBI agents, and we barely talked His about partner, them because they're useless. Um, um, they're the two FBI agents that like basically captured the husbands. They're they're the ones that yeah. put them away. Yeah. 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 Well, they were unsuccessful because instead of shooting them while they're outside the liquor store, for some reason they like get in a fist fight. <laughs> they did that that mind bendingly dumb thing that a lot of movies like do. Like characters will pull guns on each other, but they won't use them as guns. Yeah. Like they'll hit, they just hit each they'll, other. They'll, they'll get into like yeah. They'll 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 wave them threateningly and they'll like hit people on the head with yeah. them. Yeah, because the husbands shoot. have shotguns. All three of them have shotguns. And then Common and his partner both have just, you know, service issue handguns. Um, right. And for and they're like, all, they're standing maybe like five feet away from each other. And they're like, freeze, mm. freeze, motherfuckers. Like, get on the ground. And they're like, no, you, fuck you. You get out of here. And then, yeah, they just like start beating each other up with their weapons. Um, <laughs> and then like police, NYPD come and then, and then they're outgunned. One other, one other cruiser pulls up and that's enough yeah. to make them... Yeah, give up. It's, it was, it's it was ridiculous. Uh, it's yeah. it's such a absurdly shot and blocked scene, like we said earlier. Also, continuity continuity error from that scene. They were wearing face masks when they broke into the liquor store. They were not wearing them. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't have them anymore. Yeah. And there would be no there would be no character reason for them to take the masks off at that point. So I can only attribute that to uh, um, continuity uh, fuck up. Yeah, yeah. The um, script supervisor wasn't doing their job for the day mm-hmm. um but yeah so common and his partner uh they're throughout the movie trying to track them down utterly useless characters um but they're they're like kind of trying to track down who who the audience knows is is the girls but like right. they don't they don't know they're like oh these bodies are still showing up in hell's kitchen even though we put away the three most dangerous ones like what, what what's going on mm-hmm. what's going on yeah um and then there's one scene midway through the film where uh common's partner like goes to a payphone to like check in with the fbi and then mm-hmm. pow they like doing this in this movie where like it's just, like somewhat of a close-up mid shot and then like there's just a bang and someone gets like blasted in the head they do it it's literally three times it happens in this I movie gar- I- I guarantee you that's a thing, like another thing from the comic. Probably. Because like that, that's such like a comic reaction thing. Like it, I, I just thought of, for some reason, like for one reason, the one thing that pops in my, into my head is like there's a, a specific reveal in Watchmen where a character is revealed to be dead with a shot in his yeah. head. Mm-hmm. And like I, I imagine the way comics, like you you can set up and show that kind of thing kind of easily. And if it's done well, it can be effective, but I can't imagine it's done well in this comic. No, and it's it's done so poorly in the movie. Like, I knew it was going to happen. The minute we just yeah. were from the perspective of this character who is always yeah. with Common, for him to be alone in this moment, to be going into, you know, this, this barren street and goes yep. into this phone booth. Yep. I was like, oh, he's going to get shot, and that's just yeah, like, going to be the end of him. The, 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 the partner of the main cop is in a mob movie like i wonder if he's gonna make it i don't know if he's gonna come on they do they just telegraph everything and come on come on yeah (laughs) oh that's good i get it yeah Yeah. um (laughs) but yeah so eventually it's it's revealed of course um that common is is a dirty cop right yeah he's working with tiffany haddish 
in, in they had been working together since before the beginning of the movie. That was the most baffling part. Which is such an asinine comic book esque bullshit twist. Mm. Yeah. No, it was one of the worst twists. In a crappy flashback, it's revealed that Tiffany Haddish and had had set up the three husbands for and, and tipped off Common and his partner and the other cops to go get them. And she has been using him as a source of information and kind of protection all along. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they have a relationship too. Um, but th- there's like no indication of that throughout the entire movie. Aha, there's, no there's one indication and it's oh. terrible. Um, so there's, we, we both independently yeah, called this one too we, in our notes. We, no, literally we had the same exact thought we were talking before yes. this. So, yes. um, there's a scene in a bar, um, where Tiffany Haddish, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Moss and Domhnall Gleeson are all just like talking about their exploits, blah, blah, blah. And Tiffany Haddish is like, oh, it's so gross. These two are fucking. And then cue montage. Like, it's just a, a montage of them all looking sad, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. But there's this this insane sequence of shots. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany Haddish is, like, she's wearing some kind of wrap, bathrobe. And she's looking longingly out a window. Um, and, the, and it's snowing. And then she looks over to a bed. And we see mm-hmm. some motion in the bed. But yep. it's there's really no way to tell like what is happening in this bed, and then there's a body beneath a blanket. Yeah, there's a body beneath the, a blanket. A body or bodies Bo- beneath right. a blanket. But then the next shot is mm-hmm. a eagle eye view of mm-hmm. uh, Dominic Gleeson. Dom, I don't know, if I fucking say his name. Uh, I think it's Domhnall. Domhnall. I think there's an N, an N in there or yeah, something. I think you're right. Domhnall Gleeson and Elizabeth Moss having sex. That is the yep. next shot, and. You know, for the life of me, we both thought that she I was watching she was them. Just watching them fuck. I that I mean that's the logical conclusion from that sequence of shots. I watched it this three to we, four times. I did too. I did too, and it's, I had separate thoughts each time. <laughs> My first thought was um, she was she was watching them fuck. Yep. Second thought was she was watching her mother because yeah. her mother's like a character. And I don't know if it was like a creepy kind of like watchful thing because they have kind of an antagonistic relationship. Yeah. Then I thought. Um, she was she was reminiscing about being with her ex her ex husband because like I thought it was her her apartment or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And they were doing like a oh like literally looking literally flashback kind of contemporaneous like memory thing, which is would not have fit. But I no, yeah, I, I that have would no have been idea. out of left field for this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and and this is what we're talking about when we when we say like this movie has crappy editing and, yeah. and, and the power that editing can have over a narrative because like we both came away with the the very wrong but very apparent um, takeaway yep. was that like she, um, she was watching. But her. what they wanted us to take away is that it was some you know figure that some we hookup, have not you know. been uh, you know introduced to yet. Just some hookup, uh, and later it's revealed that it was common. So. Because they, they flash back to that same yeah. exact scene, but then it continues because he sits up in he bed sits and up he smiles bed. at her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I rewatched the scene again after that reveal, and I was like, oh, okay. You can kind of see his bald head, and I thought it was, like, her mom's, like, headscarf. Yes. That's, that's thought, why I thought the mom. I thought something similar. Um, yeah, like, maybe that fake-out would have worked better if, like, we had seen her with another man. Yeah. But we don't. No. So, th- it comes out of left field, and it has nothing... 
it has nothing to do with anything. Um, there, there's no reason to believe her character would be working with cops. Like they, they try to play up the race angle a little bit. Um, because a, a big thing is like, she's the only character of color in this like extremely white Irish neighborhood. And they, um, they remark upon it. She, she's the subject of, of some racism. Um, her mother-in-law is very dismissive of her. Yeah. Mostly from the mother-in-law. I think the mother-in-law is, yeah, throughout. I mean, she just, yeah, I don't think she ever like says racial epithets but she's very antagonistic it it, it, yeah her her racism is like sanitized it's it's like a appropriate for 2019 kind of kind of period racism Mm -hmm. and and they they do allude to like because she's black she'd be more welcome in harlem right so like they they might expand their business up there Mm -hmm. um and then and then the to bring it all back, the the reason she says that she she got in touch with Common and was able to form a relationship, professional and personal, with him, is because he's black too, right? Um, mm-hmm. and 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 that's how she was like a black woman like her was able to get ahead in a predominant, um, Irish in, environment, and like that. That was so muddled and and like kind of it it didn't go anywhere it. And, and that's why I was using the, the term like the Sheryl Sandberg lean in stuff like it. It felt really out of place and really um, contemporary for lack of a better term, I guess. Like, 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 oh, oh, the, these these mob bust wives are going to are going to do whatever they can. They're going to they're going to win their own power back. Um, and, and the common thing just like really, really made it much more convoluted than it had to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the through line of this whole film um, is, is that like, you know, the reviewer said the faux feminism aspect um, coupled with this, you know, more muddled plot. um, I mean, it just, it just makes for um, one of, I think the worst examples of yeah that kind of lean in, um, you know, corporate feminist um, portrayal in, in, film that i can think of in in recent memory i mean Mm -hmm. obviously they're they're the ones that you know the the reviewer listed oceans 8 captain marvel i haven't seen those but i just i cannot imagine they are as bad as this movie in terms of trying to you know capitalize on a a moment in time and a sentiment it it is very in the term like white feminism it, it is very emblematic of white feminism this idea that like um the area of your life that presents the most sexism is, is the professional one. And that's the area of, of where your focus should be. Um, even, even the inclusion of Tif- the Tiffany Haddish character as, as she, she was very much like a token character um, in, in the traditional sense of the term. Um, even that kind of neatly slots into the idea of, um, of corporatized white feminism, because like, they mention her race and they mention, I guess, the intersectionality of, of the oppression that she faces um, because of her race and her gender. But like, it's, it's only that, that isn't examined that there's like a cursory mention of it and it, it's kind of just brushed aside. Right. Yeah. I mean, nothing in this film is examined. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, oh God. And then the Melissa McCarthy, like her, her thing with her kids, Oh Jesus! And the, and the yeah. husband. Yeah. So this is towards the end of the film. This is kind of how the film wraps up. Well, th- this is right after that common reveal. Yeah, that's right. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Melissa McCarthy uh, goes to pick up her kids from school one day. Um, they're not there. Teacher says, oh, someone picked them up at 2 o'clock. Um, and then she gets a call from the Italian mob boss. He's like, I have your kids. Come here. So she goes over and she thinks like, oh, my God, he stole my kids. But they're just playing piano with the um, the mob wife. Um, the aspiring feminist mob oh wife. Oh, my God. Early, early and name drops Gloria Steinem. Yes. Yeah, it was incredible. The first time the, the three main characters go to meet the Italian mob as they're leaving, um, this very obviously Italian mob wife uh, meets them in the streets and you're, you're thinking, oh, is she going to say like, oh, fuck you? Like you're trying to, you know, encroach on my, my husband's territory. But no, she takes her sunglasses off. She's like, are you the Italian, the Irish girls? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, I think what you're doing is great. You go girls. All that glorious dynam shit. <laughs> <laughs> All that glorious dynam shit is a, one of the memorable quotes from yeah. this, from this Flick. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So then she's just playing piano with the kids. Um, Melissa McCarthy goes into the the back room where they always do their dealings with the Italians, um, and she sees her husband um, with uh, with the Italian gangsters. Um, and her husband tried to what it was. I don't remember what tried happened. He tried to he tried to go behind her back, and I don't know if have a hit take out, taken out on her or something. But like he he tried to take her place, right? Yeah, at least take her place. I don't think he wanted like her killed. I think it might have been maybe. A hit. I don't know. It's just it makes no sense. This all this shit, and they they make a big thing like th- this was the most insane part. Like the the Italian mobster is like, I I came directly to you because you've always been straight with me. I would never hurt a kid. He I I think this man thought that having his children with him would insulate him. Right, and like he's presented as like the consummate honorable mafioso. Yeah. And, and that's just so at odds with what every good mob story ever does because these people are pieces of shit and they're not redeemable and they're not honorable and they would sell out anyone for a buck. Um, and, and the idea of like honorable capitalism outside the bounds of the law is, is such a farcical notion that like I can't believe in 2019 we're presented with like this stock caricature of an Italian mobster like the mobster with honor and it's played completely straight mm-hmm. no that, that was that was just that was just mind-bending to me yeah no it's again i mean the people who made this film i i don't really don't know their politics i don't know anything about uh andrew burloff i mean she did do the world trades at deruvi which is an oliver stone movie which is insane to me um yes but you know they just they don't know how to examine any of this through I mean, literally any lens, let alone a, a class lens, uh, a feminist lens, uh, you know. Well, I think that I think that speaks to the the inherent confusion of the of the liberal worldview, like like uh, of the neoliberal consensus of like there there are there are your personal things and then there's the workplace and like they're separate and they can interrelate, but you have to keep them separate. And if you keep them separate, then they can both succeed. That's fair. I'm looking at this fucking the the Wikipedia page for this fucking World Trade Center film. This came out in 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not long after the actual World Trade Center event. Yeah, I think it's one of the first films about that. That is very soon after, and I it's kind of surprising that they would make it that soon after. Yeah, it's weird. And the fact that Oliver Stone does it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a scene where Nick Cage is under the rubble, and he imagines Jesus giving him bottles of water. Yes. And it's Nick Cage Jesus. Oh, my. F- 
Yeah. That's we might we might have to do this movie. Yeah, I, I don't remember <laughs> if it was well received or not. Um uh-huh. but yeah. Generally it has 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like uh, middling middle enough. Like, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean the the neoliberal politics of this film um really just are the neoliberal politics of the majority of gangster films um yes except yes. this film doesn't know what to do with that it doesn't know how to either make um a criticism or have any real i don't know position on it at all mm-hmm. um it just tries to present these things as this is the way it is and um you know we can you can make some things better um via you know lean in shit but um well there's an element of of almost like alternative history to this movie isn't there like um i mean to the best of my my non-existent mob mob knowledge in real life um there 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 wasn't like a triumvirate of of mob wives in the irish mob no i don't think so (laughs) take power so like that that that's already kind of fabricating history to begin with but if you're going to fabricate history and like make such a monumental change, especially considering the gender dynamics of the, of the late sixties, I mean of the late seventies, mm-hmm. like um, that, that would have resonance that would have social resonance and that would have individual personal resonance beyond just the events that happen on screen. And, and the movie doesn't support or suggest that. Right. Yeah. No, I mean it. Um, yeah. I don't know. And this movie's just bad, folks. Yeah. I guess the way it wraps up, um, Melissa McCarthy's husband gets knocked off. She she tells the she tells the uh Italian mob boss to kill him. Um and he does. And then they kind of set up a showdown between this felt super comic booky to mm-hmm. me too. Set up a showdown between um Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy. And Tiffany has Don Huglies in there too. Um, to be her muscle so they can kill Melissa McCarthy because they're pissed at her for protecting Phil's son, Colin, which allowed Elizabeth Moss right. to be killed. Mm-hmm. And they meet up at a pork store and um, they're about to come out and kill her. And Melissa McCarthy shows up and she has like the whole community w- with her. Like, yeah. All the, uni- all the union guys with her. Noticeably her father who... Her father holding uh, a big hammer. Yeah. And right but be- so right before this scene, um, they had to have some justification for why he would be behind her, right? Because th- as we right. said, throughout this whole movie, he d- he's disproving of her life choices. Um, but after she has her husband whacked, um, they're at his funeral people are coming mm-hmm. up to her and you know offering their condolences she's sitting mm-hmm. right next to her her father and her father says like i know what you did and you'd think in this moment you know he's going to go off on her um but she has just like leave and never talk yeah to her again. something i mean the actual like characterization of this character would would uh, lend itself to to that that's that's how this would that's how their relationship would end in this film um but no instead she says some faux feminism stuff and then he's like good for you you did what you had to do um and then he says something like about death and famine and then yeah it's it's like hey guys remember the potato famine in ireland (laughs) yeah just some ridiculous shit like that um yeah and for for a movie that's supposedly about like female empowerment and how that intersects with 
with crime and in in finances um her mother is ab- is largely absent oh yeah mm-hmm. from the movie uh, she 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 shows up in like one scene in the kitchen yeah yeah she, uh, in the kitchen. she just yeah she um, babysits the kids that's it which is weird because the father at one point mentions that like he had never had any involvement with the mob but his his wife did when he married into it right yeah cuz he's not irish she's irish i think he's irish Mm-mm. no he's like that's not my thing he's like that's not my people or something like that i've but i thought that was in reference to the mob not to irish people in mm, general i don't know i think i don't think he's irish i think that was what he was trying to say yeah whatever um i guess the, the point is melissa mccarthy's character doesn't have a relationship with her irish mob affiliated mother which is a super glaring omission from a movie right. from from this movie um, especially the way that that would like interplay with her relationship with her father too. Like it, you would figure that would be, you'd get a lot of good content out of that, but yeah, I mean, they just, they spent all their time and energy on the, the Margot Martindale thing really in terms yeah. of like an older, um, female mob figure. Yeah. But yeah. it's, you're right. I mean, this is, this is the character they should have actually maybe put some, some, you know, thought into and gave her more than two lines about, Oh, your kids are safe with me. Um, yeah. And then the way it ends is um, Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy strike a deal. They're going to try to expand up into Harlem, which fulfills the the plan that they had kind of discussed earlier. Um, Don Hugleason runs off. He literally is just like, I, I loved her, Elizabeth Moss. And everyone's like, oh, well, we loved her too. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. And he just like walks away. Yeah, yeah, he's just gone. <laughs> in, in my... My theory is that he has a mental breakdown, uh, moves to Gotham City, and becomes Arthur Fleck. Oh, okay. Because he's he's kind of he's he's like this wild guy. He just kills people, and he's kind of like a psychopath, you know. No, but okay. He's, he's tall. He's tall and lanky. <laughs> he's like the I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they they become partners again. Um, they're going to consolidate their hold in in Hell's Kitchen and expand into Harlem. And um, presumably alter history because that didn't happen in real life. Right. <laughs> and then it finishes them. It finishes on a shot with the the men getting out of their way as they tell them to get out of their way, and they they walk forward out into the sunlight. Right. Yeah. 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 All the men in the butcher shop kind of part as yep. they walk through, and yeah, that is. I think that's one of the last images of the film. It is. It ends on a still a still frame. Wow. Love to see it. Um. The font for the closing credits was kind of nice. It was like era appropriate, mm-hmm. but that was that was yeah. it. <laughs> Actually, I, my joke was going to be that the only uh, worker of note was going to be the person who did the uh, end titles, but I yep. couldn't find the name of the person who did the end titles. So we we can't, in good conscience, give it to anyone. Folks, no. this was a bad movie. Yeah, uh, there's I don't think there's a single worker of note I can think of. Not even like costume. I mean, it's just it's lazy bullshit. It, it's lazy. Kind of. It looks like stuff. Like you would like you would caricature the fashion of the late seventies. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like actual late seventies clothes. Yeah, I mean it's probably um, just stuff they've had from various other seventies period pieces, and they were just like, yeah, sure, just like uh, get rid of the moths and the mothballs on this shit and put it on. Uh, with with the notable exception of the Arthur Fleck Joker suit from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Then they <laughs> then they quickly <laughs> retailored that and gave that to Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, closing thoughts. Um, 
God. I wouldn't recommend this movie to a single human being. <laughs> no, it's it's bad. It's God. I don't you know even if you like these actresses. It was only a matter of time before our podcast devolved into just bashing bad movie <laughs> podcasts. But like, I mean, it's just it's hard. This with it's with inexorable. the fun like this, there's really nothing nice to say. I can't even say the performances by the lead actresses are good. They're giving up. They're given mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to work with. Tiffany Haddish is a legit comedian, and she says absolutely nothing funny. The one thing they give her that they try to make funny is when she's like, "Oh, these two are fucking." I could smell it when I sat down. Right. Yeah, and then the line when she but like pushes her mother in law down the stairs. Yeah, but, but that's it's just that's not really it. good. No, yeah. it's not good. I think most McCarthy's a good actress. Um, she's she's kind of weird because like I can't think of many things I've seen her in that I like, but like I think she has talent. But it just this is just another one. Like she just picks bad shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's um, and again, I mean, she's mostly a comedic actor. And then, yep. Really, her character has absolutely no comedic lines at all. Yep. No, no room for that. Really. Well, the reason they tapped comedi- uh, comedic actors for this movie, because, um, like Little Carmine says in The Sopranos, um, there it's it's the link between the the sublime and the propane. <laughs> <laughs> it's a link between comedy and tragedy. Yeah. Yep. There is there is that. Um. And then Elizabeth Moss, I mean, just given even less to work with than the other two. Which is weird because, like, there's the most to explore with her character. It just, it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like she's the perfect person to cast for this, like, more vulnerable role. That's kind of what she does well. She's super typecast at this point, I feel. Mm-hmm. she She's very typecast as, like vulnerable and or damaged woman who overcomes that and becomes and, and, and finds her strength in overcoming that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, in terms of, isn't she a Scientologist? I have no idea if she is or not. Um, just let's do some research. Um, in terms of a film where like she has like a, a, a breakdown, I, she, I don't remember her coming back from it in this movie, but uh queen of the earth, uh, worth checking mm-hmm. out. Um, she goes to like a cabin in the woods with her friends and she has a mental breakdown um, after like some traumatic event happens in her life um, and the people she's with like they have you know this storied history um, worth worth seeing um, it used to be on Netflix instant I'm not sure if it is anymore but um, yeah queen of the earth she's good in that uh, according to Wikipedia, Moss practices Scientology Damn. and identifies as, as a feminist, which seems at odds. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah, she is a Scientology. Hmm. I remember that. Um, she's also better in the uh, crime series Top of the Lake. Uh, Jane Campion okay. uh, Netflix series again. Um, I didn't see the second season. Uh, Top of the Lake, China Girl, I think it's called. But I saw the first one. It's worth watching. I know she's going to be in that Invisible Man reboot. That's coming <gasps> oh, yeah, she is going to be in the Invisible. Uh, Which, yeah. again, a vulnerable yep. slash damaged mm-hmm. woman who finds her strength and overcomes it. But I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah, because in this one, specifically, the Invisible Man guy is like a domestic abuser, is my understanding. Yeah, and he like literally, he like literally gaslights her throughout the yeah. movie or something. Yeah, something like that. Because um, yeah. it's like he... He fakes his own death, and then everybody thinks he's dead, but she knows that he actually just became invisible. Uh, folks, if you do want to see a good uh, Invisible Man movie that's only barely tangentially related to the kitchen, you should watch um, Hollow Man. 
not at all related to this film. <laughs> I don't think there's well, a single actor or actress that shares roles. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is going to be yes, in but the, yes, the yes. new the new Invisible Man and Invisible the, the most recent Invisible Man movie is Holland. Yes, that is correct. So that's what three three degrees of separation. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Or is the more recent Invisible Man movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which came first or later? I can't uh, remember. Hollow Man came out in two thousand. Leave Extraordinary Gentleman came out in 2004. Oh, so therefore, that is the most recent uh, Invisible um, Man movie. <laughs> but a direct-to-video standalone sequel called Hollow Man 2, yeah. starring Christian Slater, right. was released in 2006. Yeah. That's right. I forgot there was a... So almost every Paul Verhoeven movie has like a direct-to-video sequel. It's crazy. Yeah. Not RoboCop. I mean, those are all theatrical releases, but um, yeah, the Starship Troopers... Starship Troopers, yeah. Um, Hollow Man. Did Showgirls have a sequel? Um, no, I don't think so. While I'm on Wikipedia, might as well let's look it up. Um, I know there's documentary. An unofficial spinoff sequel entitled Showgirl, Showgirls Two: Pennies from Heaven. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I know there's also Focus been like documentaries Penny. about um, that film and about um, the main actress and stuff. But uh, yeah, um, what other movies can we talk about besides this that are tangentially related? Um, the Irishman, uh, which is the movie that inspired this whole mobster yes. week. I just saw it. It's good. Go see it, folks. Uh, three and a half hours. Uh, well worth it. Um, the uh, de-aging technology isn't that bad. It's a little weird in the first scene, but you get used to it. Definitely better use of three three and a half hours than Avengers Endgame. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. So, yeah, I think that, that kind of that closes us out in the kitchen. Let's never talk about this movie again. <laughs> Yeah, folks. Um, no one will remember that it was ever made. Um, I mean, no one no. probably knows that it was made in the first place. Uh, I doubt there are very many people who are excited about this. Um, I mean, ostensibly, people who like Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish. I, I assume you know if they're if you're super fans, um, see it. I guess that's our only recommendation. Yeah. If you're super fans of those two a- actresses, which you know no, that's that's fine they're they're great actresses um but uh you're gonna be disappointed yeah um i don't know people like this 69 percent yeah that's true we're wrong we're just wrong (laughs) we're wrong we're we're professional contrarians this movie's great actually this movie's a masterpiece (laughs) go see it it's a good movie to throw on in the background while you're like preparing thanksgiving stuff for 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 the family is it though? I don't know. Like no, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of montages and there's <laughs> yeah, like sure, but like sporadic. If it's like a, it's not a family of, film. There's a, if, what if there's like you have no, children no, no, in your while, family while, just running around. No, 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 no. While you, as a failed child, are preparing your grandmother's like mashed potato recipe, just like peeling potatoes, and you just want to turn your brain off. Oh, by yourself because you're having Thanksgiving by, your, by, by yourself, yourself or with your partner, but like a few days before Thanksgiving. Okay, this is ve- that's very specific, but you know what? That's probably the only reason you should watch this film uh, if you have this very niche reason to watch it. It's not that while you're doing what I, it's Thanksgiving, I just pull that pull that out of my no, hands. No, only Thanksgiving, no other holiday. This okay. can only yeah, yeah. be watched three days before Thanksgiving when you're preparing whatever dish you're bringing. When you're peeling to, potatoes to soak them overnight yeah, or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. Um, is that how you want potato? No, you, do, I do, you don't have to soak if, them over. <laughs> if you have good mashed potato recipes, send them to me because I clearly need them. I've, I've, my understanding is that you should not whip your mashed potatoes. You should only mm. mash them. 
gotcha. something with the starch and separation, blah, blah, blah. But don't whip your mashed potatoes, folks. Uh, I guess that's thematic because um, Irish mob and potatoes, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and finally, there was no reference to the IRA in this movie. And I was nope. I was very disappointed with that. There was one scene where some character, I forget who it was, I think it was Melissa McCarthy's mother character, was um, looking up fearfully in adoration at a framed photo of JFK. Yeah, yeah. I know Margot Martindale has the JFK picture. Yes. Uh, The Irishman, that's a big plot of the film The Irishman, uh, JFK Mm -hmm. and the assassination of JFK and and Bobby Mm -hmm. Kennedy. Um, There's actually an actor portrays Bobby Kennedy in the movie. Um, Interesting. One of the one of the worst um, uh, accents in the Irishman, though it was very very stark contrast to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the last thing we'll leave off on is the uh, the accents in this movie were, were oh, atrocious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Dom Gleason was the least offensive because like his was the least New York sounding. Yeah, I think he barely speaks. <laughs> but like in this movie, I <laughs> a new yeah he, he's just like this mute psychopath. Um, but yeah, New York accents are like very hard to do well. And I don't know if that's just because I've never really met anyone with that heavy of that accent. Mm, you met my parents. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I just think like in a movie, it, it's one of those things that's like so universal. People just like really bite down into it when they when they try to affect it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just sounds awful most of the time. Yeah, it's hard to approximate. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot just like when any British actor or actress tries to do an American accent, yes. they just sound like they're doing a Southern American accent and it just Exactly. It Well, like the only the only positive example I can think of that is when Hugh Lowry does like Doctor House. Yeah. I mean but he, even his, his voice is one of the better ones. But even to get around that, he over enunciates everything. Mm-hmm. And he does it he does it in like a cool, affected way, but it's still like you can tell he's doing something with his voice. Yeah, yeah. accents are tough, honestly. Yeah. I think most accents in most movies sound awful. Um, yes. I'm just of that opinion. Like, I don't yeah, know, no, just like completely, completely hire, hire it, it, an actor a, who like speaks that language or who has that accent. I mean, it just takes me out so much. Yeah. Um, it, it's so it's so apparent and it's so artificial and like it just screams like acting yeah. in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cronenberg Freud movie. Have you seen that movie? Oh god! Oh my no, god! No, no, no. Some of the worst accents. Isn't that recent? In the last decade, at least. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, I believe, is Freud, and hey, that's kind of Michael cool. Fassbender is Jung. Yeah. Awful accents, though. Just oh, I can I can imagine. Awful. Um, Which is surprising because Viggo Mortensen speaks like three languages. But yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess that I guess that speaks to the difficulty of affecting an accent. Yeah, I guess so. Um, get it? I said speaks. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Well, hey, <laughs> earlier when I said uh, wing and vulture, you didn't say anything, so I'm not gonna. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, you know that one. That one flew right past oh, me. Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna fly. Okay, folks, we're here. we're we're punning. Uh, we get, we have to cut this one short. We have to we have to kill it. We have to put this one in the yeah. grave. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Um, no, this actually happy. this will come out. No, it's too early. But whatever. It's been said. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy future Thanksgiving, I guess. And um, we'll see you next time. And hopefully we can close out Mobster Month with something that isn't quite as bad. Yeah. Hopefully with a bang. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Take us over the road Man, make the trains To carry the heavy load 